Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, welcome back to part three of the Stompcast episode. I'm delighted to be stomping with Joe Sugg. I can be pretty sure in saying that there are a few stompers amongst us who are wearing shoes that don't stay comfortable for their whole walk. If that's you, listen up, because this week's episode of the Stompcast is sponsored by Fitflop. Fitflop is on a mission to empower us to move better and feel great. And to do so, they've designed all of their shoes to be lightweight and made with our bodies in mind. So say goodbye to your clunky old pair and hello to Fitflop's range of biomechanically tested dream shoes. Try and say that one in a rush. When I first wore my Vitamin FFs, I immediately noticed the cloud-like cushioning. They're really, really soft and honestly so comfortable. It really feels like you're walking on air thanks to the contoured footbeds. Like all the collection, these stayed so supportive and comfortable the entire time I wore them. This is due to the biomechanical engineering testing that all Fitflops go through. No matter who I'm stomping with or where we're walking, the one thing I always know that I need is going to be comfortable shoes that whole time. I mean, I can go even longer on my stomps. Make sure to head to fitflop.com to choose your new stomp-friendly footwear, available for all genders. What are, the other aspect I want to talk to you about is, because um, it's something I'm keenly interested in on the work that I do, is that the impact of online bullying yeah. can have. So we know that uh, uh, nearly half, well, around half of all young people have experienced or do experience online bullying in one yeah. way or another, either directly towards them or the kind of ricochet effect of seeing um, conversations online that they yeah. find harmful. Yeah. How did you find dealing with that as, as a public figure, as someone with a lot of subscribers? Because not everyone that follows you will be nice, sadly, that's yeah, part yeah. of the world. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? And what's the kind of advice, I guess, for people who don't necessarily have massive following, but maybe want to kind of protect themselves against seeing content they found harmful? And also, I guess, how do you navigate being young now and dealing with bullies and things online? This, is there, yeah. I mean, there's no obvious, this is not, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's a really it's hard. It's a difficult one, it's yeah. A, it's a hard minefield to navigate your way through, but, because like going back to like when we were in those MSN days, there yeah. definitely was online bullying sure. back in those days. But it was very much kind of, I felt like back in those days you had your sort of close circles that you'd interact with and that was it. It was very... You could withdraw from the rest. You, did, you had to actually add someone that you didn't yeah. know to then receive negative Horrible. messages. So it's, them, it was, yeah. so it's a different time. But now, you know, with things like all these social media that are out there, it's so easy now, especially in the area where we didn't have... Back then, we'd, it, like followers didn't matter when we were growing up. Like it was, there was social media for us to interact with each other, but it wasn't about like no cared, yeah. having a following. And you know, and so now there, now that there is, and people, you know, it's, it's all about like who's following who and this, that, and the other. You are going to get. Um, you know, I sort of look now at like the younger generation and 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 that kind of thing, and it's and it's awful that actually probably now. I mean, I might be wrong on this, but I feel like probably now more bullying actually happens online when they get home from it school does, yeah. than what actually happens yeah. in school. It's more nuanced as well. Yeah. So for some people, it might be like some, they've organised 
to hang out with the mates and you've been excluded and they'll post yes. pictures out and yeah, you'll like, yeah. realise that you've been excluded. It's like yeah. such nuanced bullying. It's very hard yeah. to police as well. Yes, exactly. And I think that, you know, with the online harms bill and things that are happening, I just wonder how much of that is really going to affect what, you know, on the ground young people are experiencing. It can yeah. help with harmful content, I guess, but... And what are you going to do about the nuanced bullying, I guess? Exactly. I, th- I feel like everything as well it seems to be more magnified online as well. Because like, you can't take... Sometimes it's hard to interpret how some things are said. And like, the level of you depth can't tell, said, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, some people... It, they might be having a joke with someone, but someone might take it the wrong way. When it's all yeah. online, it's so easy to sort of get, escalate and, yeah. and sort of get to a place where probably if we're all in person and having conversations wouldn't ever get to. And you'd also judge your comment more, wouldn't you? And yeah. I think um, it, it, also there's a real psychological basis of kind of evidence and kind of research going into, like, do things harm us more when we see them, when we hear them, when we're in there or when we're reading them online? And, and a lot of it seems to be pointing towards the fact that what you read, so reading a hateful comment online, is a lot sinks much further into our subconscious and yes. sits there much longer yeah. than if someone makes a comment face to face. Yeah, oh, definitely. And maybe that part of that is because uh, you know words written on paper they're interpreted in whatever way you want to. I mean, it's like you know if you WhatsApp a friend, sometimes you'll say something like, "Oh, mate, come on, you're yeah. late" or something. Really, yeah. just been, like, "Oh, mate, come on, you're late now. Get on with it." They've yeah. taken it as, "Oh, mate, you're 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 late." Yeah, you know, and I guess yeah. like really yep. a different level. You both misinterpreted, or you completely missed in the middle yep. what each person was really trying to say. And yeah, that happens, yeah. and you call on the phone, and they're like, "Oh, mate, why are you being so?" No, no, mate, I'm only joking. Like, yeah, cool, yeah, I'll see you oh, five yeah. minutes. Yeah, you know? it's yeah cool. exactly. See you shortly. Don't worry. Yeah, I reckon that stuff like that happens all the time. You know, between friends, partners family members i'm sure like that kind of stuff must happen a lot well actually i'm gonna uh, abby it happened to abby on the, in the car yesterday didn't it ab so george might kill me for this so abby's boyfriend george text saying oh well say you're you're stressed or you're grumpy or something because of uh, something was said anyway and bothered oh. yeah and bothered and they called and it's like no no i'm fine we're just driving or whatever and yeah. I mean, they, they literally have some kind of they have an like, annoyingly perfect relationship so this is probably as close as it gets <laughs> to it, like a tiff but it's that ability to kind of understand where things are going to land yeah and some of that is there but i think there's also online if we become a bit more cynical or maybe realistic depends how you look at it yeah there really is it is a place i think particularly i said earlier on I think Twitter is a cesspit of it, um, of, of, of where people can just kind of say whatever they like without yep. consequence. Yeah, and unfiltered. I, I, and and what do you do about it? Because you know, people say, oh, well, um, let's force people to be verified and have uh, you know, passports like passport, or whatever. Yeah. The problem is actually all that happens is you end up, end up isolating people who you actually, who then become marginalised you know, for yes. all sorts of reasons, yep. culturally, that they can't be seen to be on there or whatever you end up yeah. actually attacking the people that you're, you're trying to protect in many ways so yeah. it's really really complex as to, as to what the answer is but I, I think as an individual you've got to you've got to take steps to protect yourself and what I did is I deleted Twitter to be honest yeah, no, I just I've, found it yeah. so triggering I got rid of it yeah same I haven't had Twitter for three four years now yeah so Maybe everyone so. and then Twitter don't like um, me because I whenever I meet them I say to them you know your site is horrendous and damages yeah. people's mental health and they don't like it when I say that to them, but I think it's absolutely true. So anyone listening, join us, delete Twitter, and you'll feel happier for it. For me, it was that thing of, once again, it's going to that thing of, like, it was a big decision to go away from it because I was like, it's... It's a big part of what I do for a job. That's yeah. how, that was my main way of promoting a video that I had coming out. Was That's interesting. It's changed a lot now, hasn't it? Like Twitter, I would find it was definitely yeah, you know, three or four hundred thousand followers on a big following, but like, I mean, a relative, a reasonable size or whatever. But it, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah, it wasn't really people's consumption changed with content. I guess. Yeah, but, it, yeah, and I, and I just sort of got to the point where I sort of weighed at the pros and cons of it. I was like, do you know what? Actually, it's out of all the social medias I have, it's the one that I'm gonna 
not use for now. It started off as just sort of a temporary, I'm sort of stopping myself temporary from using it, um, just so I could sort of improve my mental health and get me into a better, better sort of frame of mind and where I wanted to be. Um, and I, I just haven't actually got around to ever downloading it again. But uh, you know, like we're going to say before about sort of trolling and things like that, like I think there's something to do with like, in that time of online when we sort of came about, we were, me, I'd say, and more the boys actually were, because our audience was predominantly female, we didn't really experience too much of the, of the sort of the trolling compared to the girls in our group, I'd say. I felt like the girls got it, got it a bit tougher, a lot tougher, I'd say. But, but now, I mean, I, I, I mean, I always, you still do get, get troll. I think anyone that has a large audience, you're always going to, I've always said from like day one, the larger audience, the more people that you're not going to please in, yeah. in general. Like if you've, got, yeah. if you've got a million people that follow you, yeah. how are you ever going to keep all one million people yeah, happy? Exactly. It's actually impossible. Yeah. Um, so you're always going to do something that people don't like, or you're always going to get people that sort of start to hate on what you do and want to let you know and things like that. And so I've, I've had my um, fair share of that, but I've always, we've got like a, I've always been quite good with it to a degree there's definitely yeah. been comments that sort of that land sort of get yeah bit. land home a little bit and it's, it's a shame that you sort of you have a sea of positive comments but it's the negative ones that stand out maybe because it's like a, sometimes i mean it's quite rare but like sometimes there's there, there'll be a negative comment that sort of almost echoes away or already feeling about well, yourself yeah well it's, it's not necessarily a truth but it's an it's, it's an echoed yeah, uh, thought that a, you have it's something that you know an, an insecurity i guess yes, maybe exactly yeah and that happens to all of us doesn't it that's always yeah. the one that triggers you yeah and you think oh well you know that actually I've, that's something that's been yeah. bothering me and it just lands on your chin you know but we've got a good we've got a good rule that we'd never bring we'd never bring that into our home yeah so like if you you know if you're sort of out and about and you, you get a nasty comment and whatever then we do our best not to ever let it get to us. And I think we do a good job of that because it's very rare nowadays that I'll get a comment that sort of, I, I think so I come from a different perspective. Like for me, I look at it and think, I don't think, why is this person being so mean to me? Because I kind of just think, I actually then start to feel more, I sort of think, I sort of start to think how their mindset would be. I, obviously that like they're not happy they're with something in themselves. Something, yeah. Because anyone that is truly happy or anyone that is, sort of you know content with content themselves, with themselves peace, yeah. wouldn't ever you know you wouldn't get to that sort of point where they have to well you wouldn't you wouldn't feel you wouldn't feel the need you wouldn't be triggered to it so they could they be yeah. triggered by something yeah. an insecurity perhaps in themselves and yeah. the, the transfer of energy is like taking you down and yeah i, I guess the other perspective and, and this is like for you know for people listening where they've got one follower or a million followers it doesn't really matter but i no. think you know it, it do i think my my I guess reflection in myself is that I just want to live the life that I believe is what I want to do so if people want to judge me on what I want to do and and they go oh that's I don't agree with that or whatever at least you're the one that goes to bed with the fact that it's what you chose and what you believe in what you want to do if you live a life for other people yeah it's a very high chance you'll a end up not doing what you enjoy yeah and I think goes back to that YouTube point you're going to give up yeah um Oh, and secondly, if you do end up being pulled apart for it, there's something you didn't even stand for anyway. You didn't really believe in it. So exactly, I think yeah. Do what you want to do. You're always going to have people in life who say, oh, "Don't do that." Oh, gosh, you're crazy doing this. You know, yeah. like that might be if even people in your friendship groups. And I think exactly, you've got to yeah. Make well, that's the, even with going to YouTube, like it was a big decision for me because I've just I just left sixth form, and I was like, "What are my mates going to think about it as well?" Is that kind of like, and in a way, like they did take the mick out of me a little bit, but it, from a place of like, I think it was kind of 
Well, they just didn't know about it. Of love. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of like that thing. Because if they want, if I gave up the camera, they always wanted to be on it. Do you know what I mean? But it was sort of like, <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah. YouTube thing, and you yeah. got like, how oh, do we get seven some more followers? Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. So, but do you know what? It, and that's that's really helped. But I, I was going back to this, the trolling thing. I always have this thing of like being sat in a retirement village, just in my rocking chair, and just thinking. Would, am I going to be thinking about those those people, like these people that left a mean comment back in 2022? No. Do you know what I mean? No. You're, not, you're not going to think about them. And if they're still thinking about you, I always, I always sort of say, I think they're like, I like to say that they're, they're confused fans because sometimes you get some that are very persistent that never miss, they never miss a video, they never miss a post because they'll straight away go on and sort of troll you afterwards. Yeah. And I'm like, you are actually a confused fan because you never miss a post, you never miss a video. You're actually yeah, that you're, makes you're, you're, you're sense. actually one of my fans. most hardcore fans because you, you, you watch everything. You engage with everything I do, so you're actually more of a fan than Anyone than else? you think. Yeah, <laughs> we're so, just confused. So come on the good side, yeah. don't on the dark side. Yeah, You'll, you might get a response. You might actually get a, 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 a response yeah. if you actually are, you know engage in a nice way. If and you want to see alpacas, we can go left. It's still loose ground. Let's go see alpacas. <laughs> I used to play a game where if I saw cow pats in a field, I would, because they're always like dry on the top, yeah. you take yeah. the risk of, are they dry all the way through? And you jump oh. on them to see. Oh. Just after getting brand new school shoes and mum would go crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine why I come in. And there's not really a way you can deny it because you come in smelling of, well, yeah. the proverbial, so, I guess. They're brand new school shoes. You've ruined you done? them. You've ruined them. <laughs> mum, it was there. It was there to be splattered. Splat the pad. Yeah, splat the pad. How do you juggle all this stuff then? And how do you deal with the pressure? Because I mean, you, I think what's fascinating, and, and again, I, I, I don't mean I'm not comparing, you've achieved so much more for such a long period of time than maybe I've done, but I've seen, I, I see in you a lot of myself in the, in the kind of doing lots of different things. Yeah. How do you deal with the pressure of all that? And particularly the one that sends shivers through my bones is, yeah. is the thought of doing Strictly, because that is the furthest oh, we'll from that, my Alex. comfort. We'll change that, we'll change <laughs> That's that. The furthest from my comfort zone that I can actually possibly imagine. So yeah, no, how do you deal with, like, because you put yourself out there so much, how do you go and do Strictly? And I mean, it worked out very well for you in the end. Yeah, well, no, it did, Personal yeah. Personal and professional yeah. life, but... It did, but... Yeah, how do you, how do, you it, do that? It was, it was difficult, because I was, I was on the fence about it, definitely. I, I got to a point in sort of like my YouTube career where I did, when you do something for so long, yeah. you know, you do start Time for to, new chapters, Yeah, you it? start thinking, yeah, I sort of live my life in in chapters in a weird way and I sort of thought maybe it is time for something new and a new challenge and something to sort of keep it exciting and and I do like the idea of doing things that that are outside your comfort zone yeah. um and and Strictly was definitely one of those things and I went I went along to the meeting um with the producers and the the, the talent exec and um they were very convincing and I sort of went into the meeting because I've, I've always been interested in like tv and how it works yeah. and you know Strictly is one of those shows that is just an absolute powerhouse and a really good example of how to run an amazing live TV show. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to go and meet them, just to sort of pick their brains and things. And I actually ended up going, hmm, maybe I'm actually going to do this. Yeah. So I ran it past my um, my litmus test of a friendship group from back home. That's a great. Uh, that's a great you know. thing. If you're going to make any big decision in life. Yep. Ask the people that you go to for when you're in the t like times of trouble. Yes, definitely. Isn't it? Yeah. That litmus test, I think, like, is absolutely right. And my mates back home, who I've yeah, I've known since school, we've, I've always had like a solid friendship with them, and we've, we're quite a tight knit group. And uh, you know, I sort of said to them like, "What do you think? Should, should I do it?" And they said, I, "My thing was like, will you take the Mickey out of me if I do it?" And they're like, "Well, yeah, of course you will. We're your mates, but you've got to do it. Like, you know, spandex like, and all. Like, you've just got to do it." 
So I was like, okay, right, do you know what? I'll give it a go. And, and it was, you know, they announced me. It was met with a lot of, who? Never heard of him. I don't watch YouTube. It was like that kind of thing, which you sort of take on the, on the chin and, and I mean, I'm not being funny. And... There's a lot of people that know. There's a lot of, <laughs> it's odd. It's an odd thing. It's a certain age. Do you know why, though? It's because it is that, like, strictly age group that wouldn't yeah. necessarily, but everyone else on the planet has. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things as well. Like, it's like, you're never going to always know every, everyone and isn't that what's exciting? Because I mean, it's boring exactly. to just see the people you yeah, know all the time. Exactly, and you get to know them, and you end up actually yeah. like broadening your own horizons and learning about. And they'd have loved and... because you'd have brought the YouTube. You're kind of huge following. Yeah, yeah. Over, so yeah. They, they knew what they were doing because they also yeah. were like this guy's <laughs> yeah. going to bring a load, of, a new yeah. audience. To... And, it, and it has, you know. I well, think, it would have done. It definitely um, would have done. Of course, it does. You know, even even the audience now that I mean, I'm still attached to it. If I do the podcast for it as, and stuff, but it's like it has got a whole new i think what they've done with it with the show is amazing you know the people they get on there each year they really do sort of cover all bases yes. so it's like you're not supposed to know every celebrity no you're supposed to get to know them all yes. because they need to cover yeah different you know they, they, it's important to have someone from kids tv that yeah. the young kids can know it's important to have someone from you know a different platform even yeah. i think it's all all good what they do so so well, yeah it, it, is a, it is a machine it's a well-oiled yeah, oh it is yeah machine that strictly machine a well cursed machine as well, I think. It's strictly <laughs> yeah. cursed, isn't it? Or, or, well, I guess for you, not a curse. No, we call, a spell. It, we call it a strictly blessing. <laughs> a strictly blessing. That. Yeah. I love that. For um, many, it has been, unfortunately, <laughs> a different experience, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever do it, though? I don't know. I don't know. That's a yes. I, I don't know. I, I'm not joking when I say that my biggest fear is dancing. It, it, it honestly. Yeah. And there's something about it that I mean, were you a dancer before you went on? No, nope. I could not. I could not dance at all. But now you can. You, you dance. You do. You do the track. It was triple threat. I think you, you do the triple threat. I right? think you do be, sing, dance, and you're, a little bit. Acting. Yeah. I think you'd be great at ballroom. Why? Because does it a long-legged thing? Yeah. Ballroom dancers <laughs> are usually quite tall. Yeah, ballroom dancers are tall, um, quite elegant. Oh, thank uh, you. That kind of. I oh, think, I'm going to come on and walk with you again. I think you. I think you would do really well actually on on the show. I'm going to put a word in. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just the problem is I'm. God, I am. This is really not about you. It's very much about you. But I feel like it's therapy here. But I am very, very introverted, and I'm very, very naturally shy, which I know Same. seems to shock people. Yeah, and again, I think me and you are incredibly similar. The more I talk to you, the more I think we're actually very much similar people. I mean, I'm very, very a shy person. You're and a people, going, people pleaser as well. Do you think so? I, I think I don't know. Are you sort of if you're if it's a scenario, are you quite? opinionated or would you rather sort of keep everyone happy and be the person that sort of keeps the group <laughs> what did together? I say I think I think <laughs> I've got strong opinions but I do I think a bit of both actually to be honest I mean yeah. what it is is I I have a small group of friends but I love them dearly and I'll do anything for them yeah that is that is pretty much me but I will yeah. tell them when I think they're wrong yeah yeah, <laughs> well. yeah. no it's good but that's I think good. I think yeah I think for I, I mean maybe you never say no to things I mean you, the only two shows I think I'd ever do I think would probably be I'm a level strictly. They're the yeah. two ones, and I think probably, probably again because I've kind of grown up with them. Um, and yeah, it's. I mean, would you? What did you say? Because I had. Um, I've had a few occasions chatting to different people, even on the Stompcast, um, about Strictly. What? So is that cheap? See it. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> we've seen some big old sheep. I write about that. That is those calls. exact sheep I write about in the book. Do you? Yeah. And they had to fact check it because they're like, I don't think sheep have large testicles. Oh, I said, right. oh no, trust me. I had to go and uh, take a picture and send it to me. They're like, oh yeah, you're right, Joe. They are. I've seen big those are some, those are the kind of size of testicles you need to go and strictly, strictly to be fair. Uh, some big testicles. I can assure you, you don't. Not that size. <laughs> so what's um? I'm living proof. So what's the reflection then? I mean, I, obviously it's been, I'd imagine, a, a positive experience. But were you with any moments you're like, 
why am I here? I mean, the, for me, the two or three minutes before going on and dancing, would I, I think my knees would actually be yeah, banging together. that was the worst. You get to that point where you're on the stage and the music starts, but you've rehearsed, so you, your body knows what to do. Mm. But you go for that moment of thinking, I can't do this, I'm so nervous. But then you have a moment of thinking, okay, right, I'm nervous, and everyone's watching me, but I'm not going to just stand here and do nothing. You just do what you've sort of rehearsed. So then you get into it, and then afterwards, it's the, just the best feeling. You have, and you have that post-show high. Yeah, and, it, and you do go on a, and I, mean, I hate to use the, the, the J word, because yeah. it's used a lot on that show, but you do go through a bit of a journey. And well, I think it's fair to be using that, especially if you go for someone that's not dance and you're learning yeah. to. I think that's very much a journey, yeah, exactly, isn't exactly. it? A hazardous journey you know, itself. And, and yeah. everyone is there, because everyone's there, and everyone's cheering you on, because they, they all want you to do well. They don't want you to fall over. They don't want you to mess up. They want you just to do well and enjoy yourself. And it, and you know, it, it's something for me that sort of post strictly improved my confidence a lot. Because I think yeah. actually going into the sort of TV world, it was very different to sort of the, the comfort and safety of being in control of everything. Controlling on YouTube. Edit, controlling yeah. filming, controlling everything. Yeah, and so it, yeah. off the back of that, I then actually had a go at sort of being in the West End as well. And that was singing on stage for the first time ever. Oh, and there's God, no another way. Biggest fear. Yeah. Another biggest fear. Yeah, but for oh. me as well, I was like, there's no way I could ever get on stage and sing in front of people that, especially people that have come to watch, you know, a West End show. They've not come to just to see Joe have a go at singing. Yeah. They've actually come to be entertained and, you know, parted with money as well to be entertained. So there was a lot of pressure, but I- It can I, be a very critical audience as well. Yeah, exactly. West End, I'm, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a big fan of theatre. I mean, yeah. pre-pandemic, I used to have a rule of going every month. Right, yeah. I go once a month, I used yeah. to love it. And they can be very critical. You come away and go, oh, that was rubbish. Yeah, you can to, be really, yeah, exactly. like, you don't so even mean to be, like, but you can very easily just be like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Especially you've seen a few of them, you quickly start calibrating which ones you like oh, and don't like yeah. and who is good and who wasn't good. And yeah. And, it, and it's that thing of thinking, I look back now and think, I actually can't believe I sort of did that. Would you do it again? Would you go and do West End again? Yeah, if it's the right, the right role, and you know, when I say the right role, I mean a role that's not too challenging. Because obviously, you know, I've got a lot to learn and I appreciate that, you know, there's some people that sort of dedicate their lives to it, you know, who, so it's a real sort of craft and a real skill. So if the role was like a nice sort of easy, sort of, you know, not too, you know, I know, that I, could, so I, I know, know that I could do it and do it well. Something almost that fits your character role, yeah. isn't it? Isn't oh, it? definitely, you yeah. You start switching yourself completely definitely. to... Uh, did you have to learn to sing? Could you sing before that? I could hold a tune, but yeah. I did have singing lessons Did you beforehand. have released two songs? Yeah, right? yeah two I did, yeah. Uh, three. Three songs? Three, actually, yeah, three. One of them was... You really have done everything. <laughs> <laughs> You've done everything. That's but crazy. I've always... That's the thing. And it's, it's, like I say, it's a blessing and a curse of spinning plates, I feel like. I'm a, I'm a plate spinner. Like, I always like to think, you know... I just want to try everything. I think especially being in the position that I was in where I built up a following, I was thinking yeah. of like, oh, I wonder if I could give this a you go. Can, well, you can, because you come with a gravitas, don't you? Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's sort of like, you know, I'm always like, I sort of get, get one go at this. So I'm sort of like, make the most of it and just try different things. And I want to be able to have a go. And, and, and like I said, it is a, a curse as well, because I appreciate that, you know, if you want to be a master of a craft, you have to put the hours in and you have to really understand the craft you're going into. So like with the singing, it's for example. a thousand hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like with the singing, I know that it's not going to be, I'm not trying to be, you know, an actual singer. Yeah. Like, a, like someone who's going to go on tour and actually yeah. really, it's not my, my sort of true calling, but I'm glad that I gave it a go to yeah. see if I, if, if maybe it was for me. Do you yeah, know what I mean? so, if you enjoyed it and if you liked it. Yeah. Generally, if you like something, you're going to be more likely to be good. Exactly. Well, we've seen everybody now, we're going to do a stream running underneath yeah. here. Lovely going in the cat. We've got a cattle grid, Abby, be very careful. 
Joe's walked very yeah, com straight. confidently straight across. I mean, my overalls, he's my wellies. He's, he's, he's a country man. <laughs> Got to watch your ankle. There's ankle breakers, potentially. <laughs> now, before we do our health fact of the week, so, so people who are, because you have tried so many different things, if someone yeah. is thinking, I want to change things in my life, I want to switch my job up or go for something new, what would be your top tips for taking the plunge? I would say take baby steps first into it. I think it, So don't it, plunge. Maybe don't plunge, yeah, dip a toe in, see how you get on, and then, you know, if you start, if you really, if it really does make you happy and you enjoy doing it, and there's a passion for it, um, then, then pursue that. You know, I always think, yeah, just pursue what, what makes you happiest, you know, and, and, and obviously we've got to be realistic as well, obviously if people want to sort of, it's like a big thing like careers and stuff, and people want to try and make a career out of it, obviously you need to make sure that you, you can afford to, yeah, the toe in and try it and if it does and you know make sure that you can get yourself in a position where you can take a bit of a risk yeah a risk i think exposing that. yourself to things and try it's like kind of um it's a difficult example i guess because it's quite hard to go to hospital with the pandemic at the moment but if you're going to be a, applying to medical school trying to at least spend even one day even two days you might go and spend two days and think oh actually i don't i don't like this or i don't like the environment or actually i really this is not what i thought it was so even yeah. just trying to expose yourself to it can be helpful yeah sort of getting around in, in, in amongst those sort of as well like like-minded people that, that are interested in that as well because i always think like uh your vibe is your tribe yeah kind of thing yes. where it's like if you're nice. and i think that's a massive part of to what helped with the success from the youtube years was the fact that I was surrounded by lots of people who were also in the same situation and we were all excited, we all had a drive and we'd all hold each other accountable. So it's like, you haven't posted a video this week. And he's like, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't want, it's like, well, come on, catch up. Like yeah, we're all, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, and yeah. that, that massively helped, I think. Yeah. So you kind of surround yourself with the right people. Yes, clearly a exactly, yeah. Yeah, because well, it does rub off on you, it really does. So everyone listening, I mean, make sure obviously go and get the book because I think, you know, I, I've really, I could walk with you for hours actually. And I could learn so <laughs> I much. I think I'd love, yes, I'd love, to, I'd love to pick your brains even more about different things because, you know, you, you really, you were on that first era, especially for YouTube, because I love YouTube so much. Go and get the book, guys. I think it's, it's an opportunity, regardless of whether you're in the digital space or not, to learn. We all have social media around us. We all have, you know, this world that's grown. And yeah. it's a, excuse the pun, and uh, <laughs> it's a great opportunity to learn as well how to reconnect with nature and come offline. So make sure you head over and get the book. Let's do our health fact of the week, shall we? So NASA carried out a clean air study in 1989 as they wanted to find out how they could clean the air in sealed environments such as space stations. And they found out that certain houseplants were able to remove volatile compounds from the air, which are emitted by things in our home like uh, our wall paint or cookers or and so on yep. so apparently the best uh, plants were peace lilies snake plants and bamboo i actually have we have peace lilies in the office don't we abby uh, actually i think it did die the peace lily office <laughs> is it still alive <laughs> abby keeps resuscitating it uh, and we also have uh, i have a snake no the snake plant did die actually how okay, do you so kill a snake to, plant? Uh, well, it was about, well, it, it was basically in like the glass area in the flat and um, the heat just actually, I, I know it's unbelievable to think, but it did mummified kill the snake it. plant. Yeah, it mummified <laughs> the, the snake plant. Oh no. So, I mean, not, not really a shock, but plants clearly good for, uh, having plants around us is good for us. I yeah. mean, you know, I say to people, if you can't, you know, you love your garden. If you can't have a garden and, you know, in the city, it's just not realistic. I don't have a garden. Yeah. Bring the plants inside, have 100%. plants and house plants. Surround yourself with greenery. There's really, really good evidence that being surrounded by plants is brilliant for calming us being more present and feeling better and clearly yeah. not bad for the air too yeah i lived in i lived by a roundabout so i filled my flat with with house plants because yeah. i was like it especially yeah being on that roundabout with the cars go past all the time i was like i do 
like the idea of just having lots of green around, yeah. oxygenizing my my apartment. And um, yeah, I've I've sort of become you become a bit of a house. It's, it becomes a bit of a, a slippery slope with house plants. You buy one, it will die. You buy another one, it will die. But eventually, you'll start to become a bit of a, pla- a plant parent, and you end up bit you know having loads of them. Yeah, and it becomes part of your routine, which I like. I like having structure and routine. Um, it's also very th- one of the best things you can do if you want to feel better is to care for something. Yes, it doesn't have to be a dog. Yeah, doesn't have to be a cat. It can even be just a snake plant, which yeah. is very easy to care for. Although apparently, even I can get that wrong. Um, but caring for something is is brilliant for yeah. you. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's like the idea yeah. of being kind. If you want to be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Yeah, it's one of the quick fixes to feeling better is being kind to people. Yeah. Again, a huge thank you to Fitflop who have sponsored this week's episode. We've got to the end of our stomp today. And as always, my feet are happy because I've been supported by my Vitamin FF trainers. Make sure to head to fitflop.com to choose stomping shoes you know you can count on. I think on the note of kindness, I'm going to say thank you very much. It's been a fantastic. I've loved this, guys. It's been fantastic. Yeah, thank we've you. had yeah. challenge. We've had different sceneries. We've managed to stay on our feet. I'm so glad that I wore my yeah, wellies. Yeah, all over. Anyway, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Stompcast. Um, make sure, as I said, go and get Joe's book. Um, you know, check him out on socials. He's got rather a following on there. And, um, yeah, I, I, we'll see. TBC around Strictly. Who knows? Yeah, oh, I'm going to make it happen. Knows? I'm going to make it Who happen, knows? Alex. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.